0: Mary Lou, not Lou Mary. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> this is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Concerned Citizens. Jeff, I want to tell you that I was embarrassed this week. Because I, I came across a article in The Atlantic. As you know, I like to sit in my study. And read The mm. Atlantic or The I.E. Yeah, reader. As, yes. You know, The Economist. These are things that sure. I read.
0: That's your, your day.
1: That's my day, really. I like to yeah. have an NPR on in the background. I uh-huh. like to just really. Sipping a cognac. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like to just upper middle class neolib my way through the day if I can. Um, uh-huh. And so I was reading this article in The Atlantic and buddy, the headline says it. And I was mortified because it was true. Jeff, we forgot about the moon trees. Oh, no. Again? (laughs) Again, constantly and consistently, we are always forgetting about the moon trees.
0: It's like that scene in Home Alone 3, Mm -hmm. you know, where you go, they couldn't have done it again. You know, they couldn't have forgotten the moon trees again. Not again. And yet, here we are. In Home Alone 3, slapping our faces with both hands, still shocked that we forgot the moon trees. Now, you know,
1: I never saw Home Alone 3. I know it was a different kid, but was that kid supposed to be Kevin McAllister?
0: I don't know. I don't I know just either. Three out to be the third one. I don't know. Was three not? It wasn't Kevin McAllister anymore after two? No, McCauley called it and fucked know. right off. Yeah, he was like, give me that money. And they're like, any kid will do, McCauley.
1: Yeah, I... They were,
0: they were wrong about that, right?
1: I guess so. I think we were also just tired of Home Alone. <laughs> he probably was too, I would imagine. It is a strange premise. It, it is a strange premise. And then there was there was one that just came out on Disney+. Plus.
0: Yeah, it was a reboot, right? A, a, a requel. It was, yeah. What are they, what are they, what are they calling it? A legacy sequel.
1: The Connection. Are you ready for The Connection? I did not watch the movie, but The Connection is apparently... A police officer that shows up at the end is Buzz McAllister, Kevin's older brother. That's the only connection. He's, he's seen that shit before. He's seen it before. He's yeah. the he's a he's a, a detective that is uniquely suited to crack this case. However, the <laughs> child already cracked it. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, no, Jack, legacy sequel. We, well,
0: that's how they do it. It doesn't I, matter. As long as there's a connection to the original cast, that's all we care about. It
1: just ugh. I don't want to. You have a whole other podcast where you talk about things like this. I'm so I'm so annoyed. Tell me
0: about the moon trees and why we forgot about them.
1: Now, are you familiar with the moon trees? I was not familiar with the moon trees, so to say that i would forgotten about them was a little generous.
2: Isn't that the the
0: woman who played uh, Punky Brewster? Yeah, Soleil Moon Tree. Soleil Fry? Moon Tree.
1: Yeah, kids, ask your parents. No, this um this is actually something from uh. 1971, from the Apollo 14. Did we bring trees to the moon? Buddy, are you ready for this? One of the astronauts on the Apollo 14 was Stuart Ruza. Stuart Ruza was, um, like all other astronauts, had a very interesting life before he was an astronaut you don't get to be a boring astronaut that had no achievements or cool shit in your life. Like that's no, just not, that's how, not what an
0: astronaut is. No, an astronaut is the coolest dude in the room at all times.
1: Yeah. And that's why we hate them. So yeah. Stuart Ruza was a, uh, was basically a, a, a forest firefighter and, sure. uh, and, and I think they call it a bush jumper. One of those yeah. guys.
0: Yeah. Um, jumps, it jumps the bush anytime
1: he, he'll jump over any bush. <laughs> You see, like, you see like, a small, up to a tall hedge.
0: Yeah. Shrub to hedge. He'll, he'll jump that bush. A
1: topiary. That's the astronaut promise. Yeah. Shrub to hedge. We'll jump it. They have it on the, they have yeah, it on the patch.
0: I think we need to get that shirt, man. Shrub to hedge. We'll jump that bush. Shrub, Shrub to hedge. We'll jump on. that bush.
1: And it's got that's NASA. It's got waiting the NASA right <laughs> <laughs> That's,
2: that's merch waiting to happen. Um.
1: So, <laughs> because, because Stuart Ruzza was had, had sort of a history of working with, in, with the forestry department, the forestry department was like, yo, Stuart, bring a bag of fucking seeds
2: to the moon, dog. Like sunflower seeds? Yeah, just to chew on. <laughs> just, you know, you're going to be bored. Like a baseball
1: coach. Yeah. And the problem is, you can't, when, if you spit those seeds out in a command module, uh, they get everywhere because of the, because of the low to no gravity. And, uh, and, uh, you they, they gum up the works, they get stuck in the instruments. And so Stuart said, well, I have a better idea. Instead of these sunflower seeds, which thank you, I will eat them later. What if I bring a
2: bag of like, native
1: United States trees. Oh, okay. And the head of the forestry department said, oh shit, I should have thought of that. I'm the head of the goddamn forestry department. That's honestly, I should have came with that instead of the, I'm so sorry. And Stuart was like, no, 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 dude, it's fine. It just means- It's all your stomach talking, you're hungry. Yeah, it means the it. world to me that you brought anything, you know, <laughs> like not everybody showed up, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so the head of the forestry department Brings like something, something like a like a sack of two hundred different seeds—sycamores, redwoods, pines, firs, sweet gums—and is like, take these to space and plant them on the but, moon.
2: Okay, this doesn't make any sense to me because we know
0: that the moon can't support trees. Well,
1: that's what Stewart said, and he also he said also, and this is very embarrassing. I will not be doing any of the walking on the moon. I will be staying in the command module. I'm the pilot. Oh, that's an awkward convo. It's an awkward conversation. You know,
0: when you're like your buddy, the head of the Forest Service, finds out you're an astronaut and has all these cool ideas for you, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know what? If you're an astronaut, you're probably getting ideas from all the people you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, take this to the moon. Drop one of these on the moon. Dude, what happens if you hawk
1: a big loogie in space? Try hawking yeah. a big loogie in space. Do that.
0: Here, I have a, here's a Lego minifig of a spaceman. Wouldn't it be hilarious to put, to leave that on the moon? Take it and leave it on the moon. And then you got to be like, I'm, I'm not going to be close enough to leave your minifig on yeah. the moon.
1: Yeah. This oh. is, and this, uh, you got to remember, this was 30, 40 years before Chris Hadfield, who would just do whatever people asked him to do in space. Back then, astronauts didn't do that shit, you yeah. know?
0: I bet they did. They just didn't tell
1: anybody. They didn't tell it. anybody. But basically what happened, in in all honesty, is the head of the Forestry Service gave this bag of seeds and was like, take them up with you. And when you bring them back, we'll send them to various forestry sites in the United States and like uh, civic sites and things like this. And we'll plant these moon trees when you get back.
0: Oh, I get it. These trees that have visited the moon.
1: There, it's not that the... the
0: It's not that we're going to grow trees on the moon, it's that these, these trees, these are trees that have gone farther than you have.
1: Yeah. Space trees. Yeah. And so. That's cool. I think that's cool. I think that's very cool. And Stuart was like, hell yeah, this is a great idea. And so, you know, they all get that little, little canvas bag where they can, whatever you can fit into the bag that's under a certain weight you get to bring with you. So he brought like this very well organized canister of seeds to uh, the moon with him and when he came back well actually when he came back this is really funny when it went through the um the sort of the the sort of uh disinfecting and reopening process and everything because of like the vacuum and the no vacuum and all that stuff when they opened the can to check it the seeds went flying everywhere and they had to, somebody sat because all the seeds were like organized by type because they wanted to send the right type to the right forests. Uh, somebody sat, somebody who's like, uh, uh, an ar- I guess, an, an arborist or something's like sat and organized all of the seeds again. Wow. 200, something something like 200 seeds had to sit and like organize and be like, oh yeah, that's definitely this kind of seed. That's definitely this kind of seed.
0: This feels like, uh, the premise of a very elaborate heist where, you know, the, 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 my buddy has to reorganize the seeds and then he's secretly swapping in regular old earth seeds for the very valuable moon seeds Mm -hmm. so that you can sell them on the black moon
1: market. Well, they call that the dark side of the moon. That's, the, that's what it's called. The dark yeah. side of the moon. So, Mark it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, he comes back. He had to like, it was Stan Krugman, a geneticist at the Forest Service, who had to sort them by hand. Then he passed them on uh, to a scientist who used some at the Johnson Space Center in Houston to kind of like germinate them and just, hey, did space do anything to these seeds?
2: Do these have these
0: seeds have some sort of uh alien life form in them now gonna, yeah yeah is it a, is it a tree but also it wants to kill me
1: do they grow into clones of the astronauts that were on the command module ooh yeah you know these are the questions that science has to ask because in the 70s we were much dumber than we are now um <laughs> and so <laughs> uh they did some they did some germination studies and then they passed on all of these seeds to like forestry science facilities who then pass them on to communities and community parks or community, you know, wherever for people who just wanted like a little piece of the Apollo missions in their town. Right. Yeah. Um, that's cool. It's very cool. Here's the thing we didn't keep track of the moon seeds.
2: Really? We didn't that make. Seems-
0: weird, especially, I feel like that one guy that had to pick them all up one by one and reorganize them, I feel like that guy would have been on it, you know? He's kind of, you know, pot committed at this point. He's invested in the outcome Is
1: he, or is he just like, you'll never believe what they had me, a fucking geneticist, (laughs) do at my job today? He probably came home and he was like, man, I'm a fucking geneticist. I have a PhD. Like... Yeah. Do you know what they made me do at work today? They made me what, organize honey? tree seeds. Like some fucking third grader on a field trip.
0: Well, at least you got your nice cushy desk and your nice cushy chair and everything and your
1: I hate I don't want to be a desk job. I want to be a field geneticist. I want to be out oh, there okay. mixing it up. I want to be stopping genetic crimes. What if one of these moon seeds grows into a clone of an astronaut that kills people? Well,
0: we should probably test that out. It's, it's only the 70s, and we don't know
1: much now. I don't know much about anything. Shit, you know what? We would have been able to do that, but I didn't keep track of where we sent the seeds because I was so mad.
0: This is why we have to work on your anger, honey.
1: I know. You know what? Starting today, I'm going to be a new man. And then he turns around and picks up a glass of water and sticks his finger in it to drink it. Whoa! Whoa! He was an alien the whole time? He was an alien the whole time.
0: I did not see that twist coming. It's
1: an arrival situation. <laughs> um so they sent these out and they didn't really keep track of them. They the ones that they grew in the lab, they they kind of kept track of for a little while, and they were like, Yeah, this is a regular ass tree. We got a lot of other science shit to keep track of here, and then they didn't really do much with them. But I feel like that's cool. There's a there's
0: a a, a cachet that 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 the space tree gets. I would love to have uh like a a nice pine desk made out of a space tree
1: Isn't you cool? immediately think about killing the space tree and turning it into a fucking desk <laughs> this this tree <laughs> in Listen, the 70s this space tree is part it's part of our american heritage the this tree growing in this park will fuck what fuck <laughs> what going to turn it into a table Put that shit down bro Then I have a space tree. What? No, the space tree is for everyone. No, it was for everyone. And now it's for a fucking table. Fuck. You know what's (laughs) cooler than a space tree?
0: A space fucking desk. What
1: up? (laughs) I love that that was your first thought. (laughs) Why don't we kill it? (laughs) Trees live for hundreds of years, Jeff. That could could be a, a, a monument to American ingenuity for hundreds of years. And you're like, yeah, but I could have a desk. And it I could sounds be like,
0: like it was like two hundred different seeds, dude. One desk. I'm asking for one desk. There are only two hundred moon trees in existence.
1: Now there's 199, <laughs> but one moon desk. Now to be Come fair, on. to be fair, I'm I'm razzing you, but it's not like we kept track of where these trees are. I know, right? No one cares. No one cared. I mean, it was really weird. I mean, obviously, the towns that got them, the parks that got them, thought they were neat. Put little plaques on, like little little plaques by them or little signs, you know, but. There was yeah. no, there was no central database of where these trees were. It's freaking weird.
0: Um, Maybe because there were so many, so there were fewer databases in the seventies. There just were, there was just less databasing. You
1: know, yeah. I mean, a database was just like one of those like big like bookkeeper books. Yeah, it was just guys, one dude's journal. Yeah. You know? It's like, Dear Diary, here's a where ledger. the moon trees are. And it's like, hey, did you finish that database? Yeah. And I wrote some things about how you've been treating me. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, we and just- you can't
0: read it because there's a tiny little key lock on the front of my book.
1: <laughs> Shit. Only the president has the key to that book.
2: Around his neck. Only you
1: and the president. It takes two tiny keys to open your diary.
2: <laughs> uh. uh
1: and I thought, when I, when I heard this, I thought, man, that's, that's kind of a bummer. I wonder if there's a moon tree near me. How would I know? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to know if there was like a, like a, a moon tree by you? Absolutely. Well, Dave Williams, who's a planetary scientist over at the Goddard Space Flight Center, bought the same thing. And about 20 years ago, he was like, fuck, where are these moon trees at? Like, he heard about them while he was at work. He didn't know about them yeah. when he was a kid. Like, nobody knew about these. I do think that this could be a,
0: a really cool story. I mean, this you can have kids taking field trips to the moon tree, right? I mean, it feels like a very inspirational, like, this tree, the seed went to the moon, and now it's here on Earth, and it's growing. I think that's, there's there's a wonderful narrative around
1: that. Yeah, I mean, metaphors are lost on kids. They're idiots, but sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this tree went to space. I'm already out. I cannot conceptualize space. I'm five years old. Yeah. What? So we went to space. Okay, but what is, I don't even know what that means. Do they have ice cream here? Um. Now a seven-year-old maybe. no, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, so Dave Williams was like, I got to find the moon trees. How do I find the moon trees?
2: Yeah, it seems impossible to find the moon
0: trees. Can you think? Unless well, they're in the form of the astronauts who died in space,
1: and that's the first place he checked. Yeah, he did put those astronauts into vacuums without any protection, and he was like, "If you explode, you're a human. If you don't, you're tree." Uh, I I would like to say that he comes from a long, a long, long line of inquisitors and witch hunters. Sure. Uh, So this comes very naturally to him. Um, No, he was like, man, I'm not a tree expert or anything. But where are these trees? I need to I need to be the person who keeps track of these trees. NASA didn't keep records on them. Uh, The Forestry Service didn't keep records on them. The laboratory didn't keep records on. them. They just sent them out with like a with like a letter that's like, congratulations, your town gets one moon tree.
0: Please remember that you have one because we're not writing it down. Yeah.
1: Please send back like a, a, some sort of, I have received moon tree and nobody did. Nobody did. Cause we had phones. Yeah. So they just called up and like, got that moon tree you sent. It's like, shit, could you just write me a note? Could you put it in your just database? Mark, mark it down in
0: your database and, and then send me the, one of the keys.
1: Send me your dream journal and write down that you put a moon tree in your town and it's going to sound like a regular dream. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. It's gonna sound it's like indes- oh indes- I went <laughs> I went to the upside-down library, and then we planted a moon tree in our town. And it's gonna be like, fuck. Is there an upside down library there? <laughs> which one is real? And which one's the dream? <laughs> um
0: So It was really awkward because there was a fucking upside-down library in that town. That's, that's the craziest part.
1: That's the craziest part, is like This is a guy who who didn't have very many
0: dreams.
1: (laughs) He didn't have a lot of dreams. And so he was just writing down stuff that that happened during the day. And he's like, one day this is going to be full of dreams.
0: Man, imagine the town where the second most interesting thing is the space tree.
1: Right. I mean, can I be honest with you? (laughs) Depending on the towns they're sent to, I think for a lot of towns, maybe the second most interesting thing is the space tree. (laughs) I w- let's, let's take a moment to stop down here before I discuss, before I discuss uh, uh, Dave Williams here and let's talk about let's rank this. How cool is a space tree? Knowing that they just grow to become regular earth trees with no discernible difference. Except for one case that I will talk about later. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Ooh. Uh, regular tree. I, I don't think it's as cool as a space desk, as I've said. Sure. I, I, dude, all joking aside... I genuinely think this is cool. I mean, yes, it's not like you're going to walk to this tree and it's going to be next to another tree and you're going to see some discernible difference. Of course not.
1: Okay, what are you
0: expecting that? But I do think symbolically, just like a space rock, right? Like the fact that this was in space. Mm -hmm. I think I mean it looks like any other rock, but you holding it, feeling it. I've you know I've been to science centers and it's like, oh, this is a rock from space. Now, granted, that was created in space or, you know, existed. Most of it was retrieved from space rather right. than just visited space. Yeah.
1: But it's allowed just to say the, it's from space, whereas like the moon trees have to say that they lived in space. Yes. You can't right. like that tree is not really from New York. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. The, but I still think
2: there's something that triggers a. Uh, contextual, uh, uh,
0: you know, reexamination of how, where you fit in the universe, you know, whenever you you go look, that tree was in space and now it's here. And you just, I think it inspires that kind of thinking. And I, I think that's cool and important.
1: All right. I'm going to be very serious here. This is, this is, I mean, it is a bit, but it's not, I'm I'm being serious. I'm going to name some things and you're going to tell me whether you think If these things were in your town, the space tree would be cooler than them or not. Okay. What's cooler? Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Your town has like a really big Ferris wheel.
2: Man, that's tough. I can ride this Ferris wheel.
1: That's what I'm saying. But like, be honest. This is a bit, but it's also serious.
0: How big is the Ferris wheel?
1: Pretty big. I'm not going to say it's like the London Eye, but it's like, it's like a decent sized Ferris wheel.
0: It's like a Ferris wheel that you could like put on a truck and
1: move from place to place? No, like a Coney Island Ferris wheel. Like, it, was like built- it exists there, it's permanent. It was built to be there. I mean, I'd
0: take my family to the Ferris wheel first before the space
1: tree. Right.
0: What do you think is cooler? I think it's cooler to have a space tree. Genuinely think it's cooler. A Ferris wheel is a dime a dozen.
1: It makes you feel cool. Like, even if you don't go see the space tree as much as the Ferris wheel, yes. knowing that the space tree is there is cooler. Okay. Yes. Your art museum has like... Like an original Caravaggio in your town, like one of those big ass fucking Caravaggios. I still think space Space Tree's cooler. Space Tree's cooler. Um, I do. Okay, a really big water slide. I mean, it's gonna go water slide. Now. It's the water slide, right? Like it's a water <laughs> yeah. slide, or like, uh, or like a statue in the center of town, like dedicated to like. Some weird, like not even somebody who's famous elsewhere in the world, but like one of those statues that's in your town that's like like the Emperor Norman statue in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like, okay, you've got the Emperor Norman statue in San Francisco. And let's say San Francisco also has a moon tree. Is the Emperor Norman statue cooler than the space tree? I think the Emperor Norman statue is cooler. I don't and know. And I think the space tree is cool. I want to say, we think the space tree is cool, no matter who wins in these situations. Yeah. I don't know. I think the space tree is cooler than the Emperor Norman. Wow. What about a, what, now that you moved away from a Disney park, what about having a Disney park in your, what's cooler? Having a Disney park?
0: Well, I mean,
1: there's two. Okay. Star
0: so, yeah, Wars. Yeah, cooler to have a Disney Well, park. I
1: mean, listen, there are two in China. There's one in Europe. Like, come on, there are Disney parks. Yeah, but- They're rare. They're rarer than space trees.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, rarer than space trees is 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 key, and and it, they're a big deal. I mean, usually living in a town that has a Disney park means your town sucks. That's but, true, but it is it is cooler, you know. Which
1: like, yeah, that's cool. I think it's pretty. I I do think this is pretty cool, and and like if I was in the Florida Keys and they had that underwater hotel, you know, that underwater hotel that was born yeah. that was that was born in the seventies. Hotels are birthed. <laughs> It's a mortal. <laughs> yeah. It's a mortal engines situation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have that uh, underwater hotel from the seventies, or maybe even like one of those treehouse hotels, right?
0: Oh yeah, those are rad. Um,
1: Ooh, tree treehouse, treehouse hotel, hotel in the moon tree, dude. We're making billions on this idea. Dude, sleep in a hotel in a treehouse in a tree that went to the fucking moon. That is. Fuck you,
2: Disney parks. Hey, eat shit, Disney. <laughs> we've,
0: we've, we've hit on it. We got to find these trees Dude, and we got to build houses in them. We got to do this. And we got to put that shit on Airbnb
1: as fast as possible. Dude, even just a hammock in one of those trees. Taking a yeah. nap in a hammock in a tree that went to the moon. That's a fucking good nap.
2: That's a, I would pay for that nap.
1: I would super pay for that nap. And these are the, these are the good business reasons why we have to find these moon trees. And so (laughs) Dave Williams found out about these moon trees, like, uh, in the late nineties. Um, a third grade teacher in Indiana had been working on a project with her kids, uh, about trees near their school. And a student came in one day saying, I heard about a moon tree. From the voices coming from the moon tree. (laughs) At night, and it said, come to the moon tree, no harm will befall you. (laughs) Come, children, to the spire at midnight. And 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 bring some blood. And your mom's credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she heard about a moon tree that at a nearby Girl Scout camp. So the class went on a field trip and found this entirely normal-looking sycamore with a little sign that said, it's a fucking moon tree. Shows some respect. You didn't say that they put signs on them. I I'm glad that little, they at least went. The- I said they put little signs and plaques nearby them. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think
0: that's good. That's f- so now it feels like a solvable mystery. Well,
1: yes. yeah, there's, it's semi-solvable, right? Because if a town did put a sign, then we know where it was, right?
2: Can I tell you something, Anthony? Yeah. Can I tell you something, Anthony? Yeah. Let's find a website. That makes tiny
1: signs. <laughs> Do you know how easy? Listen, the week that I found out you can just order trophies <laughs> and how inexpensive they were, I literally, I literally ordered so many trophies and gave them out when I found out how cheap it When I found out that there was like a quantity discount on trophies. I was like, no shit, and I the, just ordered uh, the a
0: soccer I, team discount.
1: I ordered like a crate of trophies and gave them out to like people at work and shit. So like,
0: this is what we do. We order we order a bunch of
1: plaques. We say this was we a moon stick tree. Them on some
0: trees, and then we build how, tree houses in them.
1: This tree I mean, went no to the you moon, idea, dude, with the crew of the Apollo fourteen in nineteen seventy one. Scan this. Scan this QR code. Yes. To Hire yes. a night on Airbnb. Unbelievable. This is a brilliant plan. Oh, overpriced weddings under the moon tree? Are you kidding? Oh, under the moon tree. Come on. That's what we got to do. We write a novelty song the way they used to do like in the 50s and 60s where you write a song that's kind of about a product or a politician. <laughs> yes.
0: You, it's, it, here's, how, it, here's how it goes. It go, you say, uh, I love you to the moon and back just like this tree.
1: That's the entire lyrics of the song. We just chant it over yeah, and just, over with no with no instrumentation behind
0: it. I love you to the moon and back Just like this tree It went to the moon and back As you can see Just look
1: at the plaque Yes! It has to be And then we, Can we put something in the lyrics about how the plaque has to have our official seal on it, otherwise it's a fake moon tree. Because <laughs> then what we're doing is we're making our moon trees the actual moon trees. Yeah. And then Except suck it no real substitutes. moon. Trees. <laughs> so they go, they see this, these kids see this tree at this Girl Scout camp, and they write to NASA Goddard, because I guess that's well, they email NASA Goddard because you remember Goddard had like one of the first internet presences. Um, NASA yeah. Goddard would post like the image of the day and all that stuff. So they wrote to NASA this class and they were like, yo, tell me about these moon trees. Dave Williams at Goddard gets this email and goes, the fuck is a moon tree? I don't I know. know. So no one in the office in Maryland knew, not even folks who had worked at NASA during the Apollo program had ever heard of a moon tree. So wow. he calls up the history office. He's like, what the fuck is a moon tree? The history office manages to find, remember back in 1996, databases were still mostly dream journals. So they yeah. flipped through this mean girl scrapbook, her little, her slam book. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they flipped through the slam book and they found a couple clippings about some of these moon trees from like small town newspapers that were like, we got a moon tree motherfuckers. This is what turns yeah. it all around for us. You know? Amazing. Uh, these towns have all now mysteriously disappeared. Well, that makes sense. Um, so he's like, "Shit! All right, let's figure this out." Um, he emailed Gobled back, and he's like, "Yeah, there are moon trees. Here's what they're about, but I don't know what's going on. What is happening?" We find out that there were actually like 500 of these seeds. It's amazing, and they're all still placked. So. Dave Williams goes,
2: hey, I'm putting out
1: messages online, I'm putting them out in print, I'm putting out wherever I can, if you pass a fucking moon tree, let us know. We've can lost all of shit. our moon trees. Yeah. Um, and he said that like sometimes he'll go for years, years. Without hearing anything from anyone. His first one, it took two years for people to write back. Two, for two years, he was like, help us find the moon trees, help us find the moon trees. And then finally, uh, there was like a couple that was like hiking and was like, oh, yeah, there's this plaque on this tree near our town. And he's like, boom, fucking moon tree, found it. That's number one, wrote it down in his dream journal and started immediately. Keeping track of where the moon trees are and is now like the keeper of the moon trees for NASA. How many have we found? What have we got? So we've located a hundred of the moon trees. There were 500 seeds. We know that some of them stayed and were experimented on. We don't know how many of them were actually planted. We don't know any of that stuff. There are a hundred of these moon trees. Not all of them are still living. Sometimes the plaques are there, but the tree is gone. And it's now just a moon tree site. This shit happens. Some
0: dude finding, selling a desk somewhere.
1: Yeah, selling just a beautiful desk that whispers ideas to you. <laughs> um, so there are a hundred of these moon trees. Uh, and so, with some of them, like, you know, the, some of these plaques have like the official planting date, right? Cause it's a big deal. Here is the site of the moon tree, which we have planted on this day. Most of them were planted in 1976. Um, <laughs> and I look to see. How many moon trees are close like to me and you? Like, are we close enough to moon trees? There are no moon trees in Colorado that we know of. Ah, bummer. But here's the thing about Colorado: there are so many trees and so many trails and so many parks. Like, there might be a moon tree out there, and it's just nobody knows. Searching for moon trees. I gotta look. You could find a moon tree, dude.
2: I could be the guy that finds a moon tree, and then that's something. That's
1: something. Were they sent to all 50 states? Do we know that we at, know. at all? We don't know. We have no idea. We have no idea. The closest, unfortunately, I don't live close to a moon tree anymore. Um, they're, they're all mostly, there's one in San Luis Obispo, um, yeah. which is not super close to me at all, but it's the closest one. Turns out I was living very close to one in San Francisco. Uh, you you and I were both living close to moon trees. Uh, you were living close to moon trees growing up. They had moon yeah. trees in Berkeley, uh, Monterey, Arcata, and Sacramento. Wow. Oh, crazy. We were, we were at the epicenter of some fucking moon trees for a while. Yeah. That's a moon tree central right there. Right? Pretty amazing. And listen, if you were to plant a moon tree in like Muir Woods or something, no one would oh, yeah. know. How would you find it? Yeah. No. The ones in Berkeley are in Tilden, Tilden Nature Area, which is very, very popular, very famous. And uh, it's two redwoods, like giant redwoods that they planted. So those trees are going to be around for hundreds of years.
0: But the plaque is really high up now.
1: Well, they don't put it on the tree, Jeff. Oh. uh, You put it next to the tree. You you don't nail something into a tree, it can hurt the tree, Jeff. Oh, okay. Well, I figured. Jeffrey.
2: I'm just.
1: We have to care for our moon trees. There are only a hundred trees grow. There are only 70 living ones that we know of. Okay. Uh, there are, there are a few in Florida near where I was growing up, obviously because of all the NASA around Florida. Um, there's one in Moscow, Idaho at the university of Idaho. Like there's a whole list of these things because now here's the great thing. Databases are no longer just in dream journals, Jeff. Yeah, it's a little more useful, searchable now. Now when he finds a moon tree, it goes on the moon tree Wikipedia page.
0: But the downside is that NASA has a lot less info about how Tiffany stole Steven from Jennifer.
1: Yeah, know? that's a problem. And And honestly, the dream about the Upside Down Library was pretty interesting, and I wish we had read the <laughs> ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're losing out on a lot, but I feel like we've gained a little bit more. By no I love this story. Me. me too. This is cool. Uh, why don't we just do this again? Why don't we just send some seeds up
0: next time and do it again? <sighs> I mean, I don't know when we're going to the moon next, but you know,
1: I think uh, let's do it again. This is a cool idea. I would, I would love that. I mean, astronauts do, they still get to bring their little trinkets and, and tchotchkes and, and whatever's up to space with them.
0: I like my minifig idea. Spaceman in space. Come on.
1: Yeah. Bring it. a little minifig up. Somebody has to have done yeah. that. Somebody Good has idea. to have done that. Um, I, I just, I love this.
2: I love the idea of, cause you know, here's the thing.
1: If you really, if you really want to get into it, how many people are going to be astronauts, going to space? Very, 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 very few. How many people are going to meet astronauts or uh, be around the space program? Very, very, very few, right? The idea of having something in your town that, like you were saying, that's gone to space and come back and it's survived and and now it's growing and thriving. I think that's really wonderful.
0: Yeah, I do too. I I think it, like I said, it engenders those self-reflective thoughts of, of where we live, where we are places in the universe and how insignificant we are and scale and all those things when you go, man, this was up there, you know, and we brought it back
1: and we brought it back safely and it's, it's part of our world. And yeah. Oh, I do want to say there, the one, the one example before we move on, I nearly forgot of weird things happening with these trees once they grew, um, two trees out of these seeds grew into an entirely different species than they were supposed to be.
2: They grew into rabbits?
1: Well, different species of tree than they were supposed to be. Oh, less exciting. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They grew into astronauts. They grew (laughs) into exact copies of astronauts. Uh, They grew into um, two completely different species of tree than they were supposed to be. And everybody started freaking out about it. And then it turned out fucking Krugman just missorted a couple (laughs) seeds. Well,
0: not his fault, dude. Like, they spilled all over the ground. He's picking them up one, one by
1: one. <laughs> hey, fucking Krugman. If you're such a it good a tree geneticist, why can't you recognize the seeds, my guy? <laughs> they got spilled, man. Come on. Cut yeah, the, they, they the got spilled. And Krugman had one job. <laughs> he didn't have to go into space and return safely with them or anything. He just had to sort them into piles. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're like, this. I, I don't know what seed this is. No, I would I never know. know. I would never know. How would I know? <laughs> if I was to look up a, a Douglas fir seed and a Redwood seed right now, would I be able to tell the difference? I mean, no, they just look like a seed. Well, the it's Douglas fir seed, I think, are just pine cones.
2: No, well, don't you pull the seed out of the pine yeah, cone?
1: Yeah, the, pi- the seeds come out of the pine Pines, cones.
2: Pine cone's are a delivery device, Right. right? Yeah.
1: But all the pictures are just the are just the cone. Nobody has a picture of just the seed. Hmm. Ridiculous. It's not a pine cone because it doesn't come from a pine. But you know what I'm saying. It's a cone. Yeah. Uh anyway, okay, maybe I see how Krugman could screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I see how awesome Krugman story. got these
2: wrong. I love this too. Love, yeah. There was such come a on. um
1: There was such like a, a, just a, just a dumb sense of wonder and and about scientific pursuits at that time. They were just so weird. And we were doing them despite the fact that they like, you know, it was that thing. It was that thing in the 60s and 70s where it's just like, let's just go to the fucking moon. Why? Because we should. I, I imagine
0: every scientist at NASA in that period just being Carl Sagan. You know, just like wearing a wearing a, a turtleneck and having big dreams and being idealistic about everything and just trying shit, you know?
1: Yeah, just try some shit, dude. I don't know. Maybe we get to the moon. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Shut up about it, Dave. We're going to the moon. Never know what's out there. It could be anything. Now it's all like... Well, this is the 14th mission of this year, and it's uh, specifically just to make a billionaire happy. And it's boring. Well, and
0: I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but it all changed in the 80s with the Challenger explosion. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's like the moment where it became, oh, this isn't all upside and possibility. It's
1: right. Like we always knew
0: this could happen.
2: Yeah. But we didn't think it would. Right.
0: Right. And it was the one moment that all of America was like, anything is possible. A teacher can go to space. And it's like, no, it's space wants to kill you. Yeah. Now we have to take it seriously.
1: I mean, and and to be fair, like that, there had always been a specter of that. Like even, you know, the Apollo 13. And so, you know, there had always been like a bit of a specter of it. But yeah, I think the challenger was really when it was like, hey, maybe we should pull back on space. There's a lot of stuff going on on earth, which is a fair thing to say because it's true. Right. Anyway. I like that there are space trees, and I want to know Me about too. more weird things like this. It this fits it this fits neatly into two, two of my compartments, which is space and space exploration, it's, and seeds and seeds, Your which I fucking love. Of oh my seeds. god, I love a seed. You know what I love is I love to have them stuck in my teeth. If I if I leave the house sure. and I don't have at least three caraway seeds stuck in my teeth. I feel like I'm just having a bad day. No, the other one is just like roadside attraction stuff. Stuff that's just weird. Oh, in there. yeah. I just yeah, lo- yeah. I love the idea of like, oh, if we're here, we got to see the moon tree. And like everybody yeah. with me will be like, we're not going 45 minutes out of our way, both ways to see the moon tree. I'm like, it's an hour and a half. When are we going to see a moon tree?
0: No, that is your jam. I know that every trip you've ever described to me that you've planned has had all of those got to see it. I got to I got to be in the same place as the... As the moon tree. Oh my God. Because I have an opportunity. I'm, I'm within 500 miles of the moon tree. I got to
1: do it. Dude, I got it. If I'm within three, three hours, if I'm within three hours yeah. of a moon tree, like here's the thing. There's a moon tree in the East Bay. I could get to the East Bay real easy.
0: Oh, I'm telling you next time I'm in Berkeley, I'm going to try to find it.
1: Find the moon tree, dude. It's in Tilden. Yeah. You can just go to Tilden and ask. That's awesome. That's all. Anyway, uh, if you know more things like this, please uh, tell us about them on the Discord or email them to us at we show at gmail.com. Hey, Jeff, if, if they wanted to get on that Discord, I don't know. How would they do that? That seems crazy to get on a Discord. Well, there's one simple,
0: easy way to do it, and that is uh, a single US dollar uh, one time each month on our Patreon, patreon.com slash concern. Get you access to that Discord. We gate it behind the Patreon because we
2: only want to have the coolest folks. And only the coolest on the folks
1: have money and give it to us.
2: Yes. yes. Not a
0: lot. It doesn't even need to be a lot. A, a single dollar. If you've got more and you, and you really like the show and you want to see it continue, well, well you can give that. us more and there's cooler stuff that you can get on the Patreon. All you got to do is check it out. You can see the the bonus content, the, the extra bits of show we do at the beginning that you only hear the end of. You can get that. You can get, uh, I mean, the, well, you don't even, I don't have to tell you. Go to patreon.com slash we have
1: concerns. Find out how you can support this I don't have to tell job. you what you're getting for your money. Just give me your money. Just <laughs> come on. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Give me your money, nerd.
0: <laughs> All right. We went long on that story. So uh, we don't have to talk about this one a lot, but I think it's fascinating.
1: We love a moon tree, I guess. We do love a
0: moon tree. I mean, we could do two hours on moon trees. <sighs> uh, but we also, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot lately, it seems. I feel like there's been a lot of stories lately uh, about memory. Mm. I feel like you've been bringing up a lot of stories about memory. Have I? I don't recall. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going. Hey. Uh, we, <laughs> I'm going to do one. Uh, this. You know, as much as you say I'm in cahoots with cahoots. You are in cahoots with cahoots. I think, I think I'm more in synergy with synergy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Because, Z, uh, Z, Synergy Mansfield, just uh, one of the one of the story submission all-stars.
0: Truly, truly a hero, uh, if I may say. Not all heroes wear capes, but some submit stories to the Discord. Z, Synergy Mansfield, uh, pointed me to the story about the fact that for the first time, researchers have watched a memory form in the brain of a living thing.
1: And it looks like a little Amy Poehler.
0: <laughs> it really does. It's, it's wild to think that Pixar was accurate, but it's true. They also, by the way, have found living cars.
1: <gasps> How do they fuck? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, it's weird. I didn't pick that story. To, I went with the memory one, but we probably should have talked about the car fucking story. <laughs> I bet people would have been interested in that. You know, the weirdest thing about living cars is their eyes aren't the headlights. No. It's the, it's the windshield. You, don't, you wouldn't have thought that. You wouldn't you know? have thought that. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought right. that. Uh, this, is, uh, this is true. We actually watched a memory form. A uh, scientist at the University of, of Southern California, USC. Go Trojans. Uh, My wife would be mad. She's UCLA, but that's okay. Um, We watched a memory. Nobody should care about
2: that after
1: the age of 25.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She could not care
1: less.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know why I said it.
1: Uh, (laughs) Don't don't denigrate your wife like that. She doesn't give a shit.
0: Uh, She does not. Um, So. Here's what we, we know about memories uh, being formed. Uh, not a lot. Uh, oftentimes, when we think about a memory being formed, uh, the assumption has been that uh, the synapses between neurons get stronger. That's, that's how you form a memory. Uh, these connections in your brain get stronger. Um, and we've studied a memory in the cortex uh, which is you know the top of a brain in a mammal, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: and in the hippocampus at the base of the brain. But because the amygdala is deeper into the brain, it's not been possible for us to really examine that part, portion of the brain as memories are being formed. Too much and other brain.
1: Actually, Too much other brain that? in the way.
0: Too much other brain in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that the amygdala is where the deepest, most powerful memories—the associative memories—are uh, formed. These are emotionally charged memories. If you think of trauma and uh, fear-based memories, these are uh, these these form in the amygdala. So it's a, it's an important thing to understand, especially if we're, you want to help folks that you know have these traumatic memories, and you want to you know find treatments for that kind of of stuff. But we haven't been able to observe it. We haven't been able to study it uh, until now. And the methodology with which these USC researchers did this is is pretty wild. They couldn't, or have not yet, figured out a way to uh, look at it in mammals. But they did watch a memory form in a fish, specifically a zebra
1: fish. Oh, <gasps> we love a zebra fish. Oh, we do. Science's oh, we favorite do. fish, dude. They're the mouse of the sea. They really are the mouse of
0: the sea. They are the mouse of the sea. And we fucked up these fish so good, Anthony. Dude, you're going to love this. all we do is
1: fuck up a zebrafish, dog.
0: <laughs> you're going to love this. Okay. So the fish don't have an amygdala, yeah. right? That's a, m- a mammal trait. Go and mammals. Fish. What? Go mammals. Go mammals. Go Trojans. mammals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there is this analogous region in, in a fish brain called a pallium and that's where their associative memories form. And for the zebrafish, uh, well, you know, in a mammal, basically the idea of your brain getting older is that it grows, right? Mm-hmm. You start with a small brain and it gets bigger and bigger, uh, inflating basically like a balloon.
1: And smoother but in the and zebra, smoother, right? Yeah, like, that's what you want. It's the smoothest of brains. I don't need to see a doctor, right? It just gets smoother no, and smoother and that's it fine. It just gets smoother. Yeah, just keep hitting
0: it against the wall. Okay, if it's cool. not smooth enough, then it will, it'll get that way. Great. Uh, but the, the zebra fish's brain does not just inflate like that as it gets older. It doesn't, it doesn't get bigger. It turns itself inside out.
1: Fuck off.
0: They, the, the scientists describe it like a popcorn kernel. So you know popcorn when it pops, like the insides come out.
1: Ah, <gasps> it's a beautiful bloomin' fish brain. <laughs> yes, a- available now at Chevy's. The bloomin' fish brain.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Eat them like popcorn shrimp. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, so, but that's good news for us because the deepest parts come to the surface where we can image them, and even better for us. Zebrafish larvae, the very young zebrafish, start with transparent brains.
1: <gasps>
0: well, they are transparent, right? So you can see to their brains much easier.
1: Yo, so we can just look right in on those fish.
0: Yes, but we didn't stop there, of course. No, because we want—we're not going to just observe them. What they did is they genetically engineered some zebrafish. To produce neurons yes. with a fluorescent protein marker. God
1: damn it. So these. Give me that protein marker in my skin, idiots.
0: <laughs> Let me glow. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'll be beautiful. So this, this marker protein was bound to their synapses. And if you point a little laser light on this custom microscope at these markers, they glow. Right, yeah, so it's cool ass like rave, you know black light in your brain, party time,
2: love zebra it. fish, okay,
1: love a dance so, party zebra fish
2: so the goal here is to watch these
0: synapses thicken, get stronger, get more intense as you create a memory now. <laughs> they they wanted to be able to use as little light as possible to, quote, avoid scorching the creatures with light.
1: Sure. You want to avoid scorching the creatures with light.
0: Yeah. If you can, so that's
1: if you can, not it's like, whatever. <laughs> but like, if you can. I mean, you're
0: going to lose. Dude, it gets way darker from here. Uh, Buckle up.
1: How can so, it? They're shining a light right on it.
0: Yeah, hey. no, it's going to be good. <laughs> so... You would you would be able to see with this with this fluorescent uh, marker, you'd be able to see not only the individual synapses that the you know, that are happening, but also their strength, the brighter the light, the stronger the connection. Mm -hmm. okay so here's the problem we in order for us to watch a memory being formed, we have to form a memory.
1: Oh no. Any guesses
0: on what kind of memory we're going to form? I mean Anthony? the
1: quickest, the quickest, easiest, most lasting way probably and the best way for this study is uh is a horrifying memory,
0: a traumatic memory. Get the shit out of some zebra fish. Yeah. Yes. Uh, traumatize the zebra fish in, in the most extreme way possible.
1: So, you can't just give the zebra fish a nice day that it will remember fondly for the rest of its life.
0: No, you want to you, you don't want to give it like a meat cute that uh you know, turns into a long lasting, beautiful memory that it, that it wants to cherish for the rest of its little zebrafish days. No, no, no. you're going to fuck this thing up as hard as possible to get the most in, indelible memory that you can possibly forge. So, uh, they talk about this like, uh, Pavlov's dogs, uh, they, tr- they conditioned the zebrafish larva to associate a specific light with being, quote, uncomfortably heated.
1: Oh, no. They boil a fishy. They boil
0: a fishy. They, they burn fish to the point that they're terrified. They, they turn a light on, and when they turn that light on, they induce intense pain. And to the point where they scare the shit out of the fish anytime they see that light. So they're couldn't creating they this just, memory. Couldn't
1: they associate that light with feeding or something too? Wouldn't that do the same thing? I don't understand. I guess because it's the amygdala and it's fight or flight, right?
0: I think that's the idea. <sighs> yeah. They're, they're trying to find, they're trying to study traumatic memories, right? Hate so they it. need to make a traumatic memory. Hate but it's it. funny because the article compares it to Pavlov, you know, and it's like, well, he conditioned his dogs to salivate at the expectation of a treat. It's like, Yeah, not really what they were doing here. You know, it's a little
1: different. I, too, salivated the expectation of a treat, and I find it to be a pleasant experience. It's not the same as being (laughs) boiled alive every time a light comes on. Yeah.
0: So here's the the quote. In the experiment, the larvae's head were immobilized, but their tails were free to swish around as an indicator of the learned behavior. So basically, they held them in place, (gasps) they scared the shit out of them, and they couldn't
2: escape.
1: Cool, 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 cool. Did we, hey, did we learn what we needed to learn or did we just fuck up a bunch of fish?
0: So here's what we expected to happen. Oh, boy. They thought, they, so they imaged the, the pallium uh, before and after the fish learned or learned is a euphemism for scared the shit out of them. Uh, and they expected to see changes in the synapse strength and location. They did not see that. The synapse strengths in the pallium remained about the same regardless of whether the fish learned anything. Okay. So, what we thought, how we thought memories were formed is we were, not at all how they were formed. We they were basically totally wrong. didn't, the synapse strength didn't change at all. Huh. What did happen is that the pallium basically completely restructured itself. They said it pruned itself like a bonsai tree, cutting pieces from one area
2: and placing them in another. What? Yeah. Is my brain doing that?
1: No. (laughs) Our amygdala is different than this.
2: Well, that's
0: that's the ongoing question. We'll get to that. But basically, scientists have theorized before that memories... Can be formed through the addition and deletion of synapses. This rearranging of the structure of the synapses, but no one has ever actually watched it before, and no one's ever seen it on this scale. It's so much more significant, and it is the only way that these memories were formed. They weren't. It wasn't a combination of of strength. It was just, oh fuck, I need these
2: synapses over here because now this is important, huh? Yeah. Wow. So, there's a few different theories as to why that might be possible. One of which
0: is like this was such a intense, traumatic, disturbing memory and it and it valued such importance in the survival of the fish that it may just have been a very specific kind of way that that memory is formed. It's it's so intense that it resulted in an intense restructuring of the brain. And so it's, it, they kind of equate it to the difference between RAM in your computer and a solid state drive, Sure, right? Some memories are RAM, like you meet a new person and they say, hey, my name
2: is Terry. And you're like, Terry Sue. <laughs> That's for no one. But then you, <laughs> and then you, you
0: forget it. <laughs> you forget it just moments later because it's in the RAM, right? It's, 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 it's not a right. super important memory that, you know, it's not a restructuring of the brain. It's, it's this, just a, a little stronger synapse over here that kind of gets less strong very quickly. But if, you know, if Terry Luretten you know, burns your house down uh, and, and completely uh, traumatizes you, then perhaps this is how the brain compartmentalizes that and deals with that. I can think of
1: another mnemonic mnemonic device to remember Terry Lou Retton's name. (laughs) They don't have to burn down my house. That's
0: that's the only option that you've got is uh, a a casual reference in the context of a
2: social gathering or uh, you know, complete arson of your house. Huh. How about that? (laughs) Uh, The other theory that they have is
0: that this may have to do with the age of the zebrafish because we're only looking at larva. So we know that as these things get older, they, you know, y- your brain doesn't restructure itself as much in, in just in general, you know, things get more set. And so it may be that these memories are being formed because the brain itself isn't being, is is being formed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so if we studied older zebrafish, we might not see that happen quite as dramatically. But it's harder. It's more difficult to study this older zebrafish because they're not translucent. So,
1: wow, that's kind of fascinating. I mean, so now that we have these theories, I I mean, there's really no way we would need like an entire sea change in technology to be able to know what's going on in our amygdala. So this is the best information we have to go off of. What what are the next steps? Like
0: well they, they say this is a a groundbreaking study. They they call the paper a tour de force, uh, mean, a technical tour de force. I mean it seems and, like
1: it it seems like this is a big this is the beginning deal. of a next phase of yeah. studying memory.
0: Yeah, they want I mean obviously they want to try to do it in mammals, but it would take, you know, Uh, It would take some breakthroughs, I think, uh, or some. Because we don't have any
1: translucent inside out mammals. Now, can we make some? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's let's work on that. Uh, Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's the goal is is that this this is the kind of of um, result and and uh, information that leads people to fund more of these studies because they're like, oh, there's a there there. You know, there's, there's more to learn and it's surprising and, and, uh, revolutionary. So let's, let's
2: figure out ways to find it out.
1: That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's legitimately amazing. I'm, I am so excited and fascinated and just, I'm, I'm waiting every day. I'm waiting every day for what new thing about the brain we're going to unlock. You know what I mean? Because it, it's yeah. really, a, we're really now in that era of of human study.
0: You are 100% correct. It is the progress we've made in understanding the brain in the last 10 to 15 years is more than the last 200. You know, it's it's really cool. And
2: I think that it's just accelerating. <sighs>
1: I do forget a lot and I would like them to fix that. So yeah. this is great for me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's figure it out. And, and it, you know, it, even more, you know, this has definite applications for folks that have not just a hard time remembering, but a hard time forgetting. And and these things that really are debilitating memories that are hardwired and, and, and locked in, in this more permanent manner. And, and maybe there are ways to, Treat that and help folks work through traumatic memory.
1: And let me tell you, that's not just, that's not just, you know, on these extreme cases, so much of, of our personalities, our reactions, to thing, our responses and emotional situations have to do with these sort of like early, like particularly yeah. early traumatic memories, but just traumatic memories. And it doesn't matter if your, your memories are tra- as traumatic or whatever as somebody else's this has a lot to do with what we hold on to and who we are. And so figuring out how that forms and how to access them, like we were talking about like a couple of weeks ago, I mean, that's all super important.
0: Yeah, it really is. I'm ready. And it's awesome. And we're making progress. And that's that's what's so exciting.
1: I'm ready to learn about the brain. I'm ready to talk more about the brain. Hey, come to the discord and talk about brains with us. We'll do it. We're not scared.
0: Talk about, talk about brains and how smooth (laughs) yours is, you know, whatever
1: yeah uh, we, you don't have to talk about brains we got we got all kinds of other stuff you can talk about we also have uh bon- like Jeff said bonus videos bonus videos with and bonus episodes with every guest we've ever had on the show so many wonderful things uh, check them out at patreon.com slash we have concerns